Hey everyone, this is Johnny Martinez, pastor of Restoration Church, and welcome to our podcast. We hope this podcast inspires you and encourages you as you seek to follow Jesus. We hope you enjoy the sermon. Hey everyone, it's Johnny uh, here uh, with you online today. Uh, really excited about today because today we start a brand new series called The Struggle is Real. The Struggle is Real, a biblical look at the topic of anxiety. And so you're probably thinking, you know, why did you want to start a brand new four-part series on anxiety at the beginning of the year? Aren't you supposed to be teaching on you know, how to have the best year ever or how to succeed or setting goals or vision for your life for 2022. And yeah, I think that's important and I think uh, those things are great. But what I've come to realize and what I've experienced uh, both in my life and in the life of others is that the past two years have been really, really hard. The past two years have been hard for a lot of people. And so a lot of times now when we go into a new year, it's not going into the new year with great hopes and expectations. A lot of the times we're already thinking like, "Uh oh, what's going to happen this year? Like what struggle am I going to go through this year? What difficult situation or circumstance am I going to go through? Is my family going to go through this year? And so then We look forward to the new year, not with hope, but with anxiety and fear and worry. And so it's just one of those topics that I really just want to touch on. And I hope and I pray that this sermon series, this four-part sermon series, is going to be challenging to your life as you really uh, understand what it is, uh, what anxiety is from a biblical perspective. But at the same time, I want it to be very encouraging uh, and hopeful and life-giving for you as you uh, look at a biblical perspective on how to overcome that anxiety that we have. And so let me just give you a brief overview of where we're headed these next four weeks. So two of them are going to be online. The first two weeks are going to be online, and then we'll resume back uh, in person on January 9th. But today, uh, week one, I want to talk about what is anxiety. Like, what what is anxiety? Uh, Give some biblical examples of the different types of anxiety in the scriptures, and that's my goal for today, is simply that you would understand what is anxiety. Uh, Week two is going to be the source of anxiety, where it is our anxiety come from. Uh, Week three is going to be the effects of anxiety on our life and not only on our life, but you know that those of you that struggle with anxiety know that sometimes our anxiety impacts the people that are closest to us and impacts the people that we love. That's week three and week four is the solution to anxiety. And so I just really encourage you because this topic is there's so much info on this topic uh, to really take the time to um, to listen in and to to really go through the four uh, sermons sermons in this um, in this series just to really uh, dig in and dive in and open your heart to to see what God wants to do in and through your life these next four weeks. But um, but before we kind of just jump into the message, I just want to take a moment right where you're at. Uh, just to pray that God would lead us in this uh, uh, time together. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for who you are. Uh, we love you, Lord. Um, 
we we pray that you would just be with us, uh, even if we're not physically together. God, we're together in spirit and in truth. Um, as we are in our living rooms or in a coffee shop or wherever we're at, just uh, under your word, under your guidance. And I pray that this sermon today on what anxiety is would simply just be a blessing to our lives. God, even as we sit under your word, there's so many anxious thoughts that we've already have. God, I pray uh, that you would give us peace, peace that surpasses all understanding, that you would guard our hearts and our minds, God, that we would be people that uh, would overcome that anxiety and that worry in our lives. But Heavenly Father, I pray through the power of your spirit that you would just illuminate our hearts, lead us and guide us in our time together. Amen. Amen. Uh, to start off, friends, uh, I, I just want to really share a little bit of my journey with anxiety. I, I want to open up my heart to you throughout this series and just share a couple of things of, of how I've dealt with certain anxious times and seasons of my life. And so if I could be completely honest and transparent, uh, the last, I want to say, year and a half, uh, especially prior to launching Restoration Church. We're coming up on two years uh, in January here, but uh, a year prior to launch and then the first year of our launch, man, there was a lot of anxious moments in my life. I've never really struggled a lot with anxiety prior to that, but man, you, you better believe that first year prior to launch, and that first year that we were open, when COVID hit seven weeks later, you know, I really got my fair share of anxious moments. Let me just share some of the, the, the times that I really uh, dealt with anxiety. I remember prior to launch, uh, we, my wife and I, Christina, we, you know, were, wanted to tell everybody about uh, restoration and what we were doing and, and us launching a church. And so I remember that uh, we recorded this like, launch video announcement and I was so anxious you know like what are people gonna think what are people gonna say is no one gonna like the post is no one gonna like what we're doing but there was a lot of anxiety even in just announcing because uh, it's a big deal uh, that we were gonna launch a church and so I remember just starting to get really anxious not only that but once we announced it you know hey like you know people know if this is gonna work or if it's not gonna work and more anxiety set in in my life and so uh, we started thinking about okay well now that we announced it now we got to actually launch a church and come up with a plan and and so i really began to get really anxious when you know we we started trying to build our launch team and man i, I remember thinking a lot like are we gonna have enough people to build a launch team are we gonna have help are we gonna have support because hey christina and i we couldn't do it on our own we needed other people to come alongside and so every single day i thought about are we gonna have enough people to launch Restoration Church, and not just that, uh, on top of that anxiety and just worry, uh, you know, the truth is that church planting takes, um, you know, financial resources, and so uh, that's the other thing that I was really anxious about. Are we going to have enough financial resources to launch Restoration Church? And so I thought about that. So people and finances, and uh, and I remember when we had these things called interest parties. And an interest party was basically us just, you know, saying, hey, we want to invite you to this area or to this place. 
We want to share our vision with you and we would just want you to consider joining our launch team and we have snacks and things like that. We would invite anybody. I mean, if you had breath in your lungs, you were invited, okay? Like anybody. And so we would invite people and I remember being so anxious. If there was anything that was that that I got anxious about was those interest parties because I remember the first interest party was awesome. Like I was I was anxious, but a lot of people showed up. We had like tons of people showing up. Week two, I'm like, man, like, is anybody going to show up? And we had about like four or five people show up to that one and just a lot of anxiety there. So, I mean, it just seems like pre-launch, uh, you know, my anxiety just kept rising and rising and rising. Then came the time to launch Restoration Church. And so I remember being anxious about that. You know, are people going to show up? Uh, you know, is anybody going to come to our launch? Did we set out too many chairs? Thankfully, we had an amazing launch, but after launch day, the real uh, anxiety kicked in because are people going to come back? You know, so week two was actually more uh, an anxious time for me than our actual launch. And then, as you know, this thing called the pandemic hit us uh, seven weeks after we launched. Seven weeks after we launched, I got a call from the school district and said, hey, we just want to be safe and uh, you know, you can't use the school anymore. More, more anxiety, like what are we gonna do? Uh, during that time where we were meeting online, again, if I could just be honest, uh, are we gonna make it? Uh, our you know, seven week church plan had to go online. Are we gonna make it? Are we gonna have enough people? Are we gonna have enough financial resources? Are people gonna come back? Uh, then just thinking about uh, people in our church getting sick and just the health of our people, my health. I mean, it was just uh, a lot of um, anxious moments, if I could be honest. And during that time, I didn't really sleep well. Uh, during that time, um, I really just, you know, you know those symptoms of anxiety, your heart's beating fast, loss of sleep. Uh, and so um, it, was just, it was just a struggle for me, those, about a year and a half. Um, uh, before launch and the first year of launch was uh, was really difficult. Um, and uh, and this, here's the thing, this is just church-related issues. Uh, these aren't even just personal issues uh, at all. And so, uh, so you have the church stuff causing a lot of anxiety in my life. Then you have personal issues as well, right? And especially the personal issues that come from being a church planter. And that was just my life. Uh, the last year and a half, the last, what, two, two and a half years or so. Uh, but here's the thing, you know, from time to time, I still get anxious. Uh, I really do. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I said, oh, I don't struggle with anxiety anymore or anxious thoughts or worry or fear. I I'd be lying to you. Uh, from time to time, I really do. Uh, but thankfully, um, what those, what the, the past has taught me is it's taught me to really recognize when uh, anxiety is really going to hit me pretty hard, when I'm getting really anxious in an unhealthy way. And so I, I've been able to really recognize that and then really pinpoint and deal with the source of that anxiety. Why am I getting anxious? Why am I not sleeping at night? Why am I always just tired? Or why am I, why is my heart beating so fast? Or wh why do I feel like, you know, I got ants in my pants uh, just pacing around my house, you know, not even knowing why. Uh, and so I've been able to do that. I just kind of recognize um, uh, when I feel anxious, uh, when I feel um, uh, really worried or afraid. And so here's the thing. Uh, if you're anything like me, 
uh, you probably deal with anxiety uh, or maybe you have anxious seasons or uh, maybe moments in your life when you really struggle with this uh, with anxiety and so uh, a couple of stats here according to one health organization anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S. Approximately 40 million Americans deal with anxiety. Anxiety has been on the rise for the past several years among teens. Uh, two years ago, Barnes and Barnes and Noble, one of the largest book retailers in the world, announced that sales on books dealing with anxiety had surged, increasing by 25 percent. Uh, so we know anxiety is on the rise. The pandemic didn't help at all, at all. Uh, and so anxiety is just on the rise. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. And that's why I think this topic is so important for us today. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Here's how I want to uh, define anxiety. I want to define anxiety this way. Uh, it, says, it says this. I found this uh, online. I really think this is a great definition on anxiety. It's this. A vague unpleasant emotion akin to worry that is experienced in anticipation of some misfortune. Let me read that again. A vague, unpleasant emotion akin to worry that is experienced in anticipation of some misfortune. Uh, I like that word vague in there uh, because a lot of the times if you've anything like me, you've experienced worry and you don't even know why. You've experienced anxiety and you don't know why. You're just like, why am I so anxious? Why am I so fidgety? Why is my heart beating like crazy? I don't even know why. Like, And so sometimes we don't even know why we're anxious. We don't even know why we deal with anxiety and sometimes it's vague, but some other times it's really this anticipation of some misfortune. It's an anticipation of something that we're fearful about, right? Uh, we worry today about what will happen tomorrow, right? Or we fear today about what will happen tomorrow. Did you know that uh, anxiety and fear go hand in hand? That fear is a byproduct of anxiety? Now, did you also know that uh, what, what, what the number one command in the, in stated negatively in the Gospels is by Jesus? It's fear not. Fear not is the number one command stated negatively in the Gospels by Jesus. Jesus, fear not, fear not, worry not, don't, don't be anxious about anything, don't worry about tomorrow. But that's what happens, right? That's what anxiety essentially is, a fear, a worry about what will happen tomorrow. I love this quote by Charles Spurgeon. He says this, and it's really been so helpful to me to put anxiety in its proper place. He says this, anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strengths. Let me read that again. Anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strength. Man, anxiety steals our joy today. Anxiety steals our peace today. Anxiety steals our strength today. Don't let anxiety do that to your life. I love that quote. It's been so helpful, and I hope it's helpful to you. Now, 
I said that my goal for today was to answer the question, what is anxiety? And I just want to be very simple and very clear from a biblical perspective. And really, you can narrow it down to two different types of anxiety found in the scriptures. And I'm just going to be very simple, very plain, and very clear. The first anxiety, if you're taking notes, which I hope you are, is good anxiety. It's good anxiety. There is good anxiety found in the scriptures. Let me give you two examples. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, this is Paul having anxiety for the church or for other churches. And it says this, And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Now, this is good anxiety. It's not uh, bad anxiety or sinful anxiety, but it's a godly anxiety. It's a loving anxiety, one in which Paul loves and cares for the church. And he loves and cares for other churches that he is responsible for. So this idea here of anxiety really has this sense of care, uh, really caring for someone. Let me give you an example that really uh, correlates with this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25, it says this, that there may be no division in the body. So talking about division and unity in the body of Christ, but that the members may have the same care for one another. Now, here's what we need to understand, that Paul uses the same Greek verb found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, for the word care in this verse. In Philippians, it is used in an unhealthy way. In this verse, it is used in a healthy way. Let me read you Philippians chapter 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious. There's that word there, anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So that word anxious there in Philippians chapter 4, that same Greek verb is the same one used here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25, when Paul says that members may have the same care for one another. And so that is an anxiety that is good and healthy and God-honoring and pleasing that we would have this loving and anxious care for the unity of the body of Christ, for the care of other fellow believers. Now, that's the first type of anxiety in the Bible. It's, it's good, uh, good anxiety. The second is this. Again, I just want to be simple and clear. It's bad anxiety. Uh, there's really bad anxiety in the Bible, and we know this type of anxiety. We know this type of anxiety and what it looks like and what it feels like because we've experienced it, haven't we? I know you have, and I definitely have myself. The sweaty palms, the pounding heart, the inability to relax or stay calm, the feeling of having a big weight on your chest, or maybe the loss of sleep. I've definitely have experienced a lot of these um, uh, a lot of these symptoms. Uh, we know bad anxiety when we experience it. You know, one of the things that that really helps me recognize bad anxiety in my life uh, is, is when I tend to do three things. I tend to start organizing. When I'm anxious and uh, about anything, I just 
I just organize things. Uh, I don't know why I do this. Do I start organizing my books and my clothes and my garage? And I don't know. Next thing you know, I'm just like, is this just me a, a way for me to cope with my anxiety? I start pacing through the house. Is the second thing I do. I don't even know why I'm pacing. I'm, you know, getting a bunch of my steps in. I mean, at least that's a good thing. I'm getting steps in. And the third thing is I start cleaning. I start cleaning. That's one of the, the, the signs or that I got to recognize that I have some serious bad, bad anxiety as I start cleaning. Now, my wife is probably like, I love it when you have bad anxiety because you get to clean the whole house. Uh, but we, we know those symptoms of bad anxiety uh, because we've experienced those. And so uh, here's the question. Why is it then bad anxiety? Biblically speaking, again, we're a church. We sit under the Word of God. It's, it's the ultimate standard and rule of how we are to live our life. So why is it bad anxiety? Can I just tell you that, uh, and I just want to be clear and, and very um, loving to you today. The reason why it's bad anxiety is because it's actually sinful anxiety. It's sinful anxiety. You see, here's the thing. Throughout Scripture, we have a command from God to not be anxious. So, do not be anxious, do not fear, do not worry, is a command from God. And so, when we have worry, fear, anxiety, that is sin. That is sinful anxiety, right? It's a command. We are to obey God and not just pick and choose the commands that we want to obey. And so the ultimate reality is that the reason why it's bad anxiety is because it's sinful anxiety. And we just have to come to terms with that idea. We have to really understand it and just come to, to terms with that. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, here's a simple command. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body. What you put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing, again, that's a command. Do not be anxious about your life. That's Jesus there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not, do not be anxious about anything. And some of you are like, man, that is just hard to do. And I understand that. I get that. What, what do you mean, Paul, do not be anxious about anything? That's how I'm wired. Do you know who I am? I'm right there with you. But at the end of the day, it's a command from God. Put, put it in a positive way, positively, it's a command to trust it out. It's a command to trust in God's character and who He is. It's a command to trust in the promises and in the faithfulness of God. It's a command to put our faith in God. It's a command to fix our eyes on Jesus. That's what it's a command for. And here's the thing, we become anxious, and I know I have, when we take our eyes off Jesus, don't we? Have you ever noticed that? That, that when the, the more you're anxious, right, the more you realize that you probably have taken your eyes off Jesus. There's an, a great example of someone in the Bible who, have, who took their eyes or their focus off of Jesus and therefore caused a lot of anxiety in their life. Let me just give you this example. Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42, it says this. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. 
But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Why did Martha become anxious? Because she was distracted. She was distracted. The Greek verb translated distracted in verse 40 means to be pulled away from someone or something and to have our attention directed to something else. One dictionary put it this way, to become quite busy or overburdened. That's what it means. So Martha was pulled away from Jesus, leading her to take her eyes off of Jesus and then invite anxiety into her life. The minute that Martha took her eyes off of Jesus is the minute that anxiety filled her heart and her mind and her soul. You see, we're troubled by many things, friends, but we must keep our eye on the one thing, and that's Jesus. And that's Jesus. We must keep our eyes off or on Jesus at all times, not being distracted by the worries of tomorrow, but living for Christ today. So my question for you today is what kind of anxiety do you have? What kind of anxiety have you been struggling with? Is it healthy anxiety, good anxiety, bad, sinful anxiety? What kind of anxiety have you been struggling with? My second question is, have you taken your eyes off of Jesus? Have you been taking your eyes off of Jesus like Martha? Have you been distracted with the worries of tomorrow that has stolen your joy for today? You've been taking your eyes off of Jesus. Here's my prayer and my hope for you, church. It's this, Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. We've read this, but this has been, this verse has been an anchor for me during anxious times. I mean, it's just, it's been so foundational for me. And it says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is my hope, and that is my prayer for you. Do not be anxious about anything, about anything, because God knows what you need. God knows what you want. God will care for you. He's always been faithful. So don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, go to God in prayer. Go to God in prayer. I love what, uh, what Pastor Burke Parsons says about anxiety and prayer. He says this. I love this. He says, those who pray the most worry the least. I love that. Isn't that true? I've seen that in my own life too. Those who pray the most worry the least. Take everything at the, to the feet of Jesus, every anxiety, every worry, every fear, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, right? And the peace of 
God, which surpasses all the understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I just really challenge you today to memorize that passage. Memorize that passage. Write it on a sticky note. Put it uh, in, in your bathroom as you're getting ready or, 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 or you know, uh, put it in your, in your car steering wheel as you're driving to work or whatever it is, whatever uh, different way you have to memorize it. Memorize it. The, the Word of God is powerful to overcome our anxiety. I want to leave you with one last thing. Again, my hope and prayer for you is this. I love this quote by Augustine. He says, he says, Thou has made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it find rest in thee. I love that. Thou has made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds rest in thee. My hope and prayer for you is that you would find rest and peace and peace that surpasses all understanding that you would be able to live a life of joy and freedom and overcome bad unhealthy sinful anxiety again what is anxiety there's healthy anxiety uh caring for the church there's unhealthy uh sinful anxiety really uh, not trusting in God and His faithfulness. Uh, again, week two, next week, we're going to look at the source of anxiety. Week three, the effects of anxiety. And week four, the solution for anxiety. Let me pray for us today. God, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you will guard our hearts and our minds when we come to you in prayer. When we come to you with our most anxious circumstances and situations, when we come to you and place our fear and our worry at your feet, God, your word says that your peace, which surpasses all understanding or comprehension, will guard our hearts and minds in you, Jesus. And I pray for anyone and everyone who's hearing this message. May you guard their hearts. May you give them peace. May you comfort them, God. May you uh, allow them to put their eyes back on you. Maybe they've been distracted by the storms of life, by a difficult season in, this, in their life right now. May they realign their eyes back to you, the one who is faithful, the one who is good, the one who will not leave us or forsake us, the one who strengthens us and the one who comforts us, the God of all peace. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. I hope this message was encouraging to you and we'll see you next week with the source of anxiety. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. If you feel led to give, please use the link below as we seek to make a difference in people's lives. Also, please make sure to share this with your family and your friends. Again, thank you so much for listening.